Welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight. It's Tuesday, February the 8th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight has to do with uh, number one ump to dump on joe west who announced his mm. retirement this year yeah exactly mm. announced his retirement uh, this week um and he is after he's the he's umpired the most games in major league baseball history joe west joe cowboy west joe second career as a ultra conservative alt-right country singer and trump supporter right. my hot take is that Joe West announced his retirement not because it has not because he was worried about another shortened season or because he's getting too old, but Joe West. My hot take is that Joe West announced his retirement because he knows that he is imminently going to be indicted by the commission of uh, the January sixth insurrection at the Capitol, and he's looking at some serious jail time for his involvement in overrunning the Capitol. Uh, <clears throat> In yeah, the, I, in I the saw him. He, he was at the election. January 6th. He was wearing a giant cowboy hat with an American flag cape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there any other? Is there any other evidence that points to him being at the January 6th insurrection? Other than him is there any evidence to point to him not being at the January 6th insurrection? That's more interesting. Like that this is a hot definitely take. Definitely there. <laughs> I like it. Um, and he's probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail. What if he's retiring so he can get appointed to the Supreme Court? <laughs> he's just going to be the next Donald. Like, I just want to be ready for the call from manager. Donald. When yeah. Donald gets reinstated as the rightful president, I want to be the yeah. guy that gets to fill the, the shoes. Yeah. I can't have a job already. Oh, my God. What jokes would we have <laughs> if Joe West was calling balls and strikes on the Supreme Court? Ball. That was obviously not a ball. Obviously not a ball. (laughs) Not supported by the 14th Amendment, and you know that. (laughs) Well, I say it is. You're out of here. I was watching somebody posted the uh the fucking him calling a balk on Mark Burley. I think you probably you probably shared it. Mark Burley is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, well, fuck you. You're out too. Like just kicking everybody out. He's just like a pile of trash. Yeah. I hope, he, I hope he's got COVID and he dies. Did he get COVID? He had to have a getting COVID. I think I'm pretty sure. No, well, he's not vaccinated. That's for sure. Definitely not. The real question is. I'm pretty sure he got Oh, then maybe he will die. He should die. The real question is now who takes over the, <laughs> the role of most hated major league umpire? <laughs> oh, it's still that guy Angel. Hernandez. What's Angel, Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Yeah, I hate Laz Diaz though. I'm voting for him. See, yeah. I hate Laz Diaz. I like Laz Diaz. We've talked about this. Right. 
Uh, There's a lot of reasons to hate Joe West, but even if you're a Republican, like all right Republican Trump supporter, like no umpire should make the game about them. Like that should be at the baseline of their job description. And Joe West always tried to find a way to make that fucking ball game about him. So fuck Joe West. I hope he rots in jail. Yeah. You, Joe yeah. West. Yeah. Fuck Joel, you, Joe. Joel West. is currently flipping us off for those of you listening. <laughs> so here's the question: Do we have to change our uh, profile pic on Apple Podcast? Because yeah, the last DS. Because it's Joe West. <laughs> <laughs> only we only have to change it if there are is actual pictures of him in jail because that would just that would make me so happy. Or at the January 6th insurrection. Or at the January 6th insurrection. Yeah. Like wearing a weird hat. <laughs> Big old wig. No, he'd be like in fatigues with sunglasses and like. Oh, like one of the hardcore guys? Yeah, but like one of the guys who was like with the cops. He'd be yeah. like, I'm, I'm with the, my cop buddies from Seattle and we're. Yeah, I don't know. That's, he'd be that's, like a real fucking. I he would he would not be making it about him. He'd be trying to go in there undercover. I bet. Okay. See, I no. Think no. See, that's the thing about Joe West. It's got to be about him. Well, but then, but then that would mean that there would be more likely be, you know, photographic evidence of him being there. Which doesn't. I just think that like he's not as famous as he thinks he is. Yeah. <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks it's all. He's, about. Know, like, he's, he's also fatter than he thinks he is. <laughs> You know, the other thing is, like, you know, he's so old and kind of all old people look the same. Like, you know, him and any other portly man of his, white man of his age, like, facial recognition could not tell them apart because he's just, like, a melted fat man, like all the rest of them. And so... <laughs> it's like, it's like, like you know, you know like, how they... he just keeps waiting for his face to pop up on the news and like no one can recognize him without his umpiring gear on you know how they have like they have like new like your fast pass like passport stuff where they like take a picture of you and you have a picture that you keep on like file he just sort of right. like blends in with all these other pictures it's like if you're old and fat yeah. and white enough you just like don't get asked any questions by right anybody. exactly <clears throat> Oh, he's it's carrying like, a gun, but I can tell by his chin rolls that he's probably a Republican. Right. Everyone just thought that he was Lindsey Graham and all the pictures of him at the riot. Why does Lindsey Graham have They're a like, Oh, no, he belongs here. He, that's Lindsey Graham. He's the senator <laughs> of South Carolina. I think he's going to speak here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> My whole thing about the January 6th people is that it was definitely divided into two crowds, right? You definitely had... The Oath Antifa Day. and BLM. Antifa and BLM, right, good point. Uh, do your own research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, that was tongue-in-cheek for all y'all listeners. The, the woke left. <laughs> I just lobbed that one up for Thomas and he hit it out of the park. This is still ostensibly a baseball podcast. This still is ostensibly podcast. a baseball podcast. We're talking about an umpire. Does that make sense? <laughs> Committing treason. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're moving on. Also, nothing me. would be more on brand, though, you know. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I it's think not you're even right. Out of the take, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Joel. I'm coming at you from. 
Seattle where it's still spring. Uh, and my hot take was, it, it's kind of, it's cooled because it's been a week, but well, no, it hasn't been a week. It just feels like it's been a long time since the Pro Bowl where I watched about <laughs> four minutes of it and was like, who the fuck is that guy even throwing it to in that play? And it's like, oh, the guy running the complete opposite direction. And he threw an interception to a guy and the guy started running. And I was like, well, somebody's going to tackle him. And I was like, well, no, nobody's tackling him. He did nobody even, and he did like this weird winding, winding Dennis the Menace on his way home from the neighbor's house, a conversion of getting into the end zone, scored another touchdown. There's eight interceptions in the game. I think I joined a large chorus of people saying, boo, that was the most fucking asinine sporting event I've ever witnessed in my life. And in my mind, it kind of takes a lot of the wind out of the sails of the playoffs, which had been really entertaining sports action to this point. And it sort of really broke football down to why I'm like, these guys that play it professionally aren't even really willing to play it just like for fun, because they know that the getting their brains bashed in is the major part of playing football. And it's also the stupidest part that they don't want to partake in. They'd rather throw like dumbass interceptions. And like, I think Pat, I think Russell Wilson had like a 30 passer rating. It was like, it's like, you guys are just ridiculous. If you don't even want to play football, why does anybody want to play football? So I, I give it a boo thumbs down. I don't think it's a hot take though. Cause I think a lot of people feel that way. Like all okay, nobody tries in any all star game, right? We we got Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL. The I have a very vivid recollection of Ichiro robbing a home run from Barry Bonds in the two thousand and one All Star game at Safe. Oh no, it was in Minneapolis. It was, but it was like, and Barry Bonds picked him up and carried him because he was so mad at it. It was a really awesome moment. But they were both playing. They were both players achieving at their highest level. So I'm gonna disagree right. with you. Okay. Didn't Ichiro also hit an inside the park home run at an all star game? He did. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was like just an iconic Ichiro moment. It's like, this is how this guy hits home runs. It's like, that's a triple for most people, but it was. New hot take. Ichiro is the fucking best. Yeah. (laughs) And fuck you guys for anybody that disagrees with me. First ballot unanimous Hall of Fame or else the Hall of Fame is a total sham. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Joel, you were saying something. Okay, so I'm totally wrong because Ichiro proves me wrong. But my point was the thing that's shitty about the NFL is that when you're playing an exhibition game like the Pro Bowl, it fucking sucks. Like, yeah. I'm not an NBA fan, but I can see why the NBA All-Star game is fun. Like, you just, everybody gets to slam dunk on each other. The score is 189 to 172. It's ridiculous. Right. And like, it's like a Harlem Globes, Globetrotters. Yeah, it's like a Harlem Globetrotters game. Yeah. Against the Harlem Globetrotters, though. Against it's not against the, the Washington Globe- Generals. Yeah, it's two Harlem Globetrotters playing against Right. Them. It's fun. Like, of course, nobody cares. And it doesn't matter who wins, but everyone's like, hey, this is awesome. We get to do fun trick plays and shit like that well ultimately what it comes down to is in in that sport and baseball the 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 competition happens at enough of a distance you know i mean i'm sure nobody's setting hard picks in the all-star basketball all-star game in the same way that nobody's sliding in hard to second at the baseball all-star game you know what i mean nobody's like throwing something up and in and nobody's pull coming down with a rebound throwing elbows but like in football like it's built the main some of the main 
functioning machinery of a football play involves like people grinding their knees into dust. You know what I mean? Like it's like smashing their heads against each other is like the sort of the building blocks of football. 100%, which is like, you know, people are like, oh, I watch football for the schematics and the strategy. No, that's bullshit. You're watching football to watch people bash their brains into each other. And then one guy run really right. fast past them. And then one guy run really fast. And Tom Brady. Right. And, and yeah. The thing is, is that football, I feel like, is less about, I don't know. I feel like people, like the MLB All-Star Game, there's been some really, like, Pedro Martinez striking out five guys in a row in 97 or 98, whenever that was, at Fenway Park. Um, and it was, like, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa um, and, like, all of these, like, juiced-up guys. And he came out there throwing 100 miles an hour with, like, an 85-mile-an-hour changeup and struck all these guys out. Um, Ichiro, Robin, home runs, hitting inside the park home runs. Like, this is you know, people are like trying in the, like, cause there's, there's individual kind of greatness. And there's something to be said about like, I'm the best pitcher in baseball. I'm going to fucking prove that by yeah. striking out all of the best hitters in baseball, you know? And I feel like you don't get that necessarily in the NBA or NFL all-star games because it's less, you know, baseball is a game of individual accomplishments in a, in a team yeah. Setting, setting. Yeah. Like, well, and also, and essentially, I have an NBA All Star game that's funny, where it's like they're all doing fun and games for the first like 42 minutes of the game. And then they realize it's like a one point game going into the like last two minutes. And then they suddenly get super serious about it, which I think is hilarious. That's see that kind of speaks to what my fault with basketball is in general. Like, why don't they just start each game with each, each with a hundred points and two minutes left on the yeah, clock? Exactly. You know I mean? need to watch the last <laughs> yeah, no, it's like good. that's really sort of the only point where anything becomes important. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's basketball's biggest flaw. Right. Then you in, can play like eight games a night. Yeah, and then they could actually finish the playoffs in like right. a month. You do like an entire series in one day. <laughs> Uh, that'd be awesome. The other problem with the Pro Bowl is both the NBA and MLB, the All-Star game is like the mid-season break and the, you know, the mid-season highlight. Whereas because of the violent nature of the foot of the NFL, they have to have the yeah. Pro Bowl A at the end of the season, B without anyone who's actually playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like some of the high the highest level achievers aren't even there. Right. yeah and it's like we don't want anybody the owners are like well if one of our guys breaks his leg playing this game we don't want it and like there's a good enough chance of that happening that they have to wait till the end of the season like that's like you're tipping your hand here football and that's the other part is like okay so half of the like there's 11 guys on a fucking field and like seven of them are on the line you know what i mean or six of them are on the line and those six guys are basically actively choosing not to participate in like they're there i mean they yeah, stand there. Like, uh, yeah. i'm not doing my fucking job you don't do your fucking job okay and like then like like and so like then all of the pass rushers are essentially nullified in like their greatness you know what i mean like, like it's can just you like, imagine doing like a hard sack on fucking russell wilson in the pro bowl <laughs> 
I mean, it's part of football. It's a huge part of football. Like it's a huge instrumental. Like that's a big play that makes a big. Di- yeah, no, I, the Pro Bowl is a fucking sham. Yeah, fuck it. Totally, totally agree with you. Uh, hey, everybody, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, my hot take is about Adam Wainwright, a uh, pitcher from the St. Louis Cardinals. Wayno. Adam Wainwright, all right, listen to this, is the Michael Scott of Major League Baseball. I, 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 you, you don't even like The Office. No, I hate The Office. <laughs> you, you like bring you up The, the office. office. Yeah. I hate you bring it up office, so much. Like I hate Game, Game of Thrones. I hate The Office. <laughs> <laughs> you, hate, like, you hate The Office like I hate coconut cream pie. Oh, do you eat you, coconut cream? I eat it and I go, oh, this is disgusting. And then I just keep, what? What did you say? I missed it. I was laughing at what you said, Thomas. I don't hear what Joel said. <laughs> all right, so. What did Joel say? I said, do you eat coconut cream pie all the time? <laughs> do you watch The Office all the time? <laughs> Fuck, you're such a little fraud. <laughs> I'm going to troll dump on the ump on the, yeah, on the internet. With office gifts. You, well, you put enough of them up, you fucker. That's how I do it. Everything I know about the office, I've learned from gifts on Twitter. <laughs> you just love Dwight so much. You found that you, you you empathize with Dwight the most and it made you feel like you shouldn't watch the show. That's actually not true. I think I actually empathize with the sociopathic boss the most. And I hate Pat and Jim. Uh, whatever. Yeah, Pam. Pam and Jim. See? I'm not <laughs> Pat and Jim. What's that? See? It's Pat. I don't the show. Anyway, <laughs> Adam Wainwright. Um, he was asked um about the cba negotiations <laughs> the two sides are not even close to a deal then wainwright said if owners proposed the exact same deal we have right now we'd probably go play baseball to be honest with you which is the michael scott equivalence of we automatically accept your second propo- your second offer because everyone yeah can- Never accept the post off. <laughs> well, and it's like it's like you know that's not how a negotiation works, right? Like, right. <laughs> the, we don't want anything. What? What we do? Oh, oh, maybe I. Maybe okay. I'm wrong. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we now if to be honest, if they just gave us nothing, we'd be fine with it. And Adam Wainwright's not the representative for the, the union no, rep. I don't, for think the even, no, I don't think he's even on the committee. Um, right. Andrew Miller is on the committee, and he just had an interview where he's like, we're not going to talk any specifics, but fuck the owners. <laughs> anyway, it's weird they're not leaning more into, It's weird that, that the players aren't leaning more into like social media and sort of their own... A lot. I, I guess, but I guess ultimately, Adam Wainwright just proved why they shouldn't be doing that. Right. Well, no, I think it's probably part of the deal. Like, it's like a kind of thing where it's we're in negotiations. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to drag it through the media, but which they should because the, they would. The owners are wrong. Well, they've definitely gotten a message. Push this through your own 
uh, social media things because I've seen lots of them on Twitter saying like variations of the same things. A lot of it is uh, we're not in it for the millionaires. We're trying to fight for, you know, rookies and people who haven't reached arbitration. We're trying to raise right. minimum wage. Yeah, like, service time. I mean, service, service time. They've definitely like, uh, they've gotten their, their marching orders. And I don't mean that derogatorily, right? But the, someone is like, hey. A unified front. A unified front. And here's our message. Our message is we're fighting for the 90% of baseball players who are not making Max Scherzer money. And it's right. And then also the other thing that Andrew Miller was saying is that uh, he's like, you know, we have to talk about tanking. And like the way to talk about tanking is like the way to stop tanking is to make it financially unappealing to tank. And right now it's financially appealing to like, if you're not going to win at all, you should tank. And that's a problem because yeah. like the own like ownership no longer cares about the product. They care about the the bottom line. It, what was I just gonna say? The I oh would, the oh okay. well so like my thought my thought is like the the major the owners essentially have like PR arms in all like major networks. I mean, like, or in like all the like AP and like, I see, I feel like there's a lot of like press that's coming out and it's all sort of pretty heavily slanted towards the owners. Yeah. So it seems like the, oh, the yeah. should be Big leaning that, Not even counting that they have their own fucking networks to begin with. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, my other candidate for hot take was about this article on ESPN, which was the, it was about how um, the drug, like the the anti-doping agreement has now expired in Major League Baseball. And the headline was Major League Baseball is no longer testing players for steroids. And like without directly saying it, it was like a Fox News sort of like slant on like now all the players are going to start doing steroids because the only thing stopping them from doing steroids was Major League Baseball testing them for steroids. Responsible members and owners. Right, exactly. And it was like, this is such bullshit. Like this is because of the lockout. The if the If the owners hadn't locked out the players, they'd still be testing them for steroids right now. Meanwhile, there's like absolutely nobody writing about the fact that players, like injured players cannot see team doctors. You know, like this is, <laughs> it's a it's such a fucked up slant in the, I guess ESPN specifically, the athletics doing a pretty good job. Yeah, the New York Times. Of being like, this is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. Yeah, put so- another nail in the ESPN coffin. Yeah, ESPN sucks. He, he, like, I do yeah. have Evan Drellich for The Athletic. He's really good. Stephanie Epstein for Sports Illustrated. She's really good. Jeff Passan. Epstein? Epstein with an A. Oh, uh, thank God. Howdy Doody, Jeff Passan for ESPN. Like, he actually does a good job. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, the CBS sports guy, Dane Perry, he's really good. Dane Perry for CBS. Are you just listing off good sports journalists now? 
Yes, I'm just listing off good MLB sports journalists. This is good podcasting. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I would shut the fuck up. But follow. I think the- I think that Passon wrote that article that was about do the, you the, yeah. the league not doing the testing. Called on a couple of times, and he will come back hard and be like, "Yo, I'm not pro ownership." I don't know. Like the bad. Yeah, that's what everybody now says. You want me to list the bad. Right. It's like, oh no, I'm an objective journalist. Well, okay. I'm just going to write now, stories. Okay, my name is George Steinbriner. Roberto, Roberto Manfredo. <laughs> I'm Larry Crone. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love it if uh, the players pushed harder the competitive balance issue not the competitive balance tax but like the issue of we need teams to stop tanking and they're not doing like they're not doing what the cubs did from what 2012 to 2014 or whatever it was i i couldn't tell you the you know the cubs tanked and then legitimately got good by manipulating well, they still manipulated Chris Bryant, but that's a different issue. But like all these teams are saying they're tanking. Yeah. They're, all these teams are saying they're tanking, but like the Cubs then got good. The Astros then got good. Like these teams are never getting good. The Pirates, the Orioles, who else can, I don't know, the Diamondbacks? Tigers. The Tigers. I think the Tigers are going to be good the next couple. They're getting, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, right? Like, okay, you got to tank, but you can't be tanking year after year after year after year. That. Well, so here's a, so here's a, here's a. The Marlins. Fuck that. A volley. A volley to that is that the longest playoff drought in sports currently is the Seattle Mariners who have been out of the baseball playoffs for 10 years longer than in the next person. The lot the, like the, it's like the last, all the last couple of teams I saw a thing that today was like 2011 and then the Mariners in 2001. So it was like, and we've been constantly, constantly saying we were being competitive and, con- and never tanking essentially. Like we have, we've had multiple classes of prospects that were the hot shit coming up fall flat on their fucking faces so on a certain level like i don't see why everybody is really so opposed to tanking if it works and in some places it works and if it's not working it's probably because the people that are doing it aren't doing a very good job of it i mean the astros are fucking right but no because you've got a good point the worst thing is to be the seattle Mariners and go 78 84 every year like yeah with a couple of like nine 89 win seasons right. thrown and missed the playoffs going 89 right. yeah like that and, and granted if that makes it fun like in the last 21 years of no playoffs we've had many entertaining seasons and i would say i would i mean i would almost venture that the most entertaining and engaging part of being a Mariner fan is the fact that they haven't fucking made the playoffs in 20 years. <laughs> like, it's like, at this point, we're all like, whoa, man, when's this going to fucking end? And it's kind of like, well, this is the coolest part. Like, we're just like waiting for this shit to end because it's horrible. 
but like it's like the exciting part of the movie you know it's like well when are they going to get him but if you don't build that anticipation so maybe i'm not maybe i don't know i don't know no no that's a fair point my point is the astros it only works if you go 62 and 100 if then you win a world series three years later same with the cubs yeah like that's not what's happening with some of these teams and maybe it's because i'm venturing to Maybe it's in or maybe they're like, well, we don't need to. Or maybe they're the Baltimore Orioles and they're like, we can't compete with the Yankees and Red Sox, which is frankly bullshit. Like they could if they wanted to. Like right. And I think I mean the kind of the bottom line of this, the 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 player's argument about tanking is like it's driving down average salaries of players because you know we're the the salaries the salary like the amount of money spent on player salary in 2001 was at its lowest point since 2015 or something like that and like that's not the way like because revenues and values of teams keep going up, like, you know, the players probably wouldn't be so upset if the average, like the amount of money spent on player salaries also went up. But all of these teams are not trying to win and paying people lower and lower, like the lower end people, lower and lower salaries. Meanwhile, pointing at Mike Trout's $450 million contract and being like, Look how much money we're spending on spending on players, and it's like <clears throat> that may be true for the top tier guys in the top tier teams, but the teams that aren't doing that are actually spending less money, which is which is actually driving the value of the players down. Um, and it just and, seems like all you have to do is raise mandatory, you know, or m- the minimums, you know, and and that's and like cl- close the service time window and. And, and bring up yeah minor league and and minimum wage and that that like you could probably they probably exactly need to... what the players are proposing <laughs> right ding ding ding, ding. Um, and also and also penalizing teams that aren't trying well but I, I think see that's where I think you get the slip, slippery slope and that's ultimately where like the only people who say that they're tanking are the guys that have been in charge and can't put together a winner they're like oh yeah we're doing it on purpose you know but I don't think anybody else would ever say that and I and ultimately, I don't think it's as I, like I don't think it's that easy to do what the Cubs did or what the Astros did. I think you have to have really smart people that are taking advantage of certain inadequacies. I mean, that's what like the the Astros signed a ton of international sign. There was like this window of international signings where they had like they weren't limited, and there was a certain amount of like they were really ahead of the curve on uh, spin rates. So they started they you know, and it's like ultimately baseball is taking advantage of you know. Uh, inequities, you know, like what what other what other people aren't noticing in in a player, you know, like intangibles that are that aren't being sort of a, accounted for. And Astros did a really good job of sort of picking up some of these some international pitchers. I don't know. There's just I I just don't think it's that easy. So I I think tanking is like a tough one because I don't think the Mariners have been tanking. I, I think they took a step back because they had to get rid of a Robinson Cano contract. I don't think like. I mean, I don't even know that the Pirates would say that they've been tanking. They, they, I don't know. And Houston cheated. What? Right, and Astros also, Astros. I mean, fuck the Astros all day. 
Yeah, but right. They, but they put together a pretty. I mean, I remember when they first, the first year they went to the playoffs, right. like the season before, like looking at their lineup and being like, "This team is going to be really fucking good, really yeah, soon, right. yeah, really yeah. young." They, yeah, they they did all of those things, but they also like cheated. You know, the guy bought the team, dropped the bottom out of it, paid nothing sued the person that he bought the team from um because like he he basically bankrupted the team like dropped the value of the team and then sued the person he bought it from to like to get some money back because he's like oh this team's not worth as much as it was when i bought it and just did all of this shady shit um and and they were so bad for years, got all no. of the good draft picks, traded away all of their bad players. I mean, good players got all of the draft picks and then rebuilt. Um, and all of like uh, Correa, fucking Bregman, the short guy, um, all of these guys that they had for their run, they didn't have to pay. Like Altuve yeah. is the only one that they've paid, you know. Everyone now else they've, they've like they paid Bregman. Right. Really? Yeah. Did they sign? You see? Yeah. Okay. I and you know, like at Verlander, they paid Verlander. Twice. Well, they, yeah, they 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 bought some contracts, but no, you. you right. I mean, but that's ultimately the whole point of like building a team is that you because, and that's been sort of the one sort of like <clears throat> trick to it is that if you can keep. If you can get enough good enough young core of players that are going to be good, right. cost manageable for a while, then you all of a sudden have a. But I mean, but that's the thing is like you're paying less for the value of like all those guys got paid less, and the players are like, like why the fuck should Carlos Correa only now be getting paid what he's valued at? Because like he helped that team when I don't know they because went to that the was World the structure. Series. But that was the structure. Yes, right. Right, but the what? structure is fundamentally unfair to the like the players aren't valued on their value. The players are valued on their age and experience. But and that like, would also that's be, not. But that could same could be said about any capitalist venture, and that's where I'm kind of coming from. Is that like the whole fucking thing is wrapped up into this sort of capitalist system where. That the, nobody like every all anybody gives a shit about is making money, and if that's the whole point, then why the hell? Then yeah, sure, like the players should be should be trying as hard as they can to get as much money, but nobody should be mad at the owners for trying to get as much money because that's what the hell they do. Like that's what right. But the do. owners are in a position to deny players the amount of money that they're worth for a certain amount of time. And that's so like what the player like. This isn't fair. Like this guy's the bit like Mookie Betts is the best player in Major League Baseball, and because he hasn't hit arbitration yet, he's only making right, <laughs> right. And because he hasn't hit arbitration yet, he's only making like eighteen million dollars this year. When like people who were not as well, no, not this year, but like when he was with the red, like Mookie Betts right. got the biggest arbitration deal ever, and it was like. 20 something million dollars which is objectively a shitload of money but like he had to go through arbitration to get that and, and for his skill level is not was not what what his value was right and not to mention that the years leading up to that he was like before he was arbitration eligible he was making contributions to his team 
that were worth considerably more money than he was getting paid. Hundred percent. And I like, guess that's been the structure that's been present. And I'm not saying that it's not wrong. I'm just saying that that's not something like we can't, you know, you can't cry over spilled milk at that point. If you want to change that, you're going to change that. But then you're also going to change how teams are built and how teams win and lose. Which might be a good thing. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that it would be a restructuring of the status quo as far as the MLB is concerned. Yeah, right. that's what the what players the, are shooting for. But ultimately, what the players I don't understand is that they control the product. They have, they are the product. Without the players, there is no MLB. And why don't they use some of that leverage to be like, well, fuck you then? Like, we'll go for well, it. They, they can't, can't go on strike because they're locked out. Right well, they 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 could go on strike. They can't like the lockout is fucking with everything. In theory, they could go on strike. Couldn't but they? That, why couldn't? And what's to for, what's to stop them from forming their own league? An antitrust uh, antitrust laws. Antitrust laws. Exactly. So that's what the problem is. They should stop do, dealing with any of this stuff, and they should just focus all their shit on the antitrust law. Because there was a players' league in the 1890s, and it got shut the shit down. But the MLB is the only league that, only professional sports league that has an antitrust exemption. Yeah. Baseball is quote like fundamental to American character unquote. Right. Uh-huh. Which it is. Which it isn't. So in the no, 19, not, not at all. So in the 1960s, the Senate, the 1960s was the last time the Senate threatened to revoke Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption. And that was because the senator from Missouri was demanding that the Kansas City Athletics stay in Kansas City, not move. Which they did. Which they did it. Well, they did, but then he no, got... they had moved, and then he said, he, unless you yeah. give us another team, we're going to... Poking your antitrust exemption status. Right. And that's why we have the Kansas City Royals. Right. And that's why we have to get... And Eric Hosmer. Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders and Eric Hosmer. We have to get in touch with Bernie Sanders, because he's the big baseball guy. Well, we I have don't to be know, like, I was... listen, I know you have your plate full in the senate right now oh, but oh, let's talk about oh, some baseball we had we had yeah dog we had justin next guest Bernie Bernie Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> i will say this though if you guys get if we get bernie sanders to come on the podcast i i, I want to break the you three person there. okay you'll be yeah, <laughs> yeah. like no, we won't, i won't, we won't say like, anything yeah, yeah. i won't interrupt or say anything i'll just say it <laughs> I'll have a hot take and I'll just be like, you're cool, man. <laughs> uh, I'll tweet I'll tweet at Bernie Sanders. I'm sure he'll be into it. Um, I'm sure, yeah. Guys, he'll respond we'll quickly. 30 minutes right now. Like, we can keep talking about baseball. We had other things on the docket. So get, tell me what to do. Do we want yeah. to? Let's move on. There's move not on. like, it's just us bitching about baseball right, right now. There's no new news. That's the thing. There's no new news with the CBA not shit has happened because the owners because the league continues to refuse to come to the table with the players right i feel that we're doing important work right now like educating the listener on the 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 minutiae of labor and right but uh I right. mean, if we can bring Bernie Sanders to this table, we have really done our American. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the next step. Yeah, 
I mean, Bernie, I mean like, if you're listening, which you probably are. We have yeah. literally dozens of listeners. Yeah, we're we're Grammy winners, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Emmys. Emmy, and, we're Emmy winners. We basically have the EGOT and yep. we're solving world peace. <laughs> and we're bringing an end to the MLB crisis. Dude, right. we have a Bernie Sanders Putin baseball debate. Right. Oh, and yeah. All of our the, Russian listeners. We, like, we blew the lid off the Joe West story, too. And we blew the lid off the Joe West story. That's a good call. All right, guys. Okay. So we went to Olympics, right? So, oh my God, in this time of unabated capitalism, all the Winter Olympics, this sporting event that we do not deserve. Thomas, I want you to start us off on this because you were watching, what was it? Women's snowboarding? And you had- Yeah, it was like, a, it was like some sort of freestyle competition. It was very engaging. I used to snowboard when I was a kid and I thought it was really fun. And there was a bunch of young women their, their gender was irrelevant, but they were having a great time. And there was an American girl who was in first and there was another girl who was in second. And the last runner of the day put together this, she was a pretty good snowboarder. Like they were like, she could do it. She's pretty good. And she totally did it. She fucking nailed her triple 20, 20, 10, tens and like did like a McTwist McFlurry and fucking, it was awesome. And like, such cool snowboarding and she gets to the bottom and all the the two girls are like so pumped they're like yeah and they run out there and they jump on her and they're so happy for her because she had such a great run and she achieved in her sport and they were proud of her and they were happy for her for achieving and doing reaching the highest levels that she could and she won the competition and then all the other kids that all the other 10 competitors from the final round came out and were like jumping around and hugging each other and they were all so happy and i thought you know like this is such a nice moment we're sitting here talking about like antitrust legislation you know like fucking these these grumpy old white dudes who are like fighting over money and to see some people just like enjoy. and then there was another i watched a chinese girl who fell during her ice skating routine and she was just bawling like this sort of like the pure sport of the Olympics is sometimes a sight to behold, I think. And, and in this time of yeah, unbridled greed, we, we see the true meaning of sportsmanship. That being said, it's still bullshit. Right. I have a counterpoint to that, which is that everything is the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> um, I was talking to my dad the other day and I was asking him about the Olympics because he's a big sports guy. And it was like, what do you think? Like, how do you feel like about this Olympics and all this shit where like people are boycotting and, uh, you know, people aren't sending dignitaries or journalists or whatever to because of the shit with China and the ethnic cleansing of the of the religious minority and the, everything with Taiwan. You and, Is that the Uyghurs? I think I, I say Uyghur? Uyghurs, but I'm not sure if I'm doing it quick. You say I just, Uyghur and I, I say avoided, Uyghur. I just avoided saying it all together. I noticed that. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I say Uyghur, uh, I'm not sure if I'm right. I say Uyghur and you say Uyghur? You say Uyghur and I say Uyghur. Let's call the whole thing. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. We did, fun jokes about ethnic cleansing. Sorry, you were saying They're back. They're back, baby. <laughs> Come on, Bernie. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, what my dad said, it's like the Olympics are all bullshit anyway because nobody gets paid. And so there is no 
there's no real competition here because nobody's winning anything. And but like that's the complete opposite. That's the point of it. That's what's so great about it is that they're right, not getting paid. It's like competition for competition's sake to be the best. Somebody's getting paid, and it's well, not. But that, the that's actors. such an American sentiment to give a shit about it. Like, who gives a shit? Somebody's well, because somebody's getting, getting paid, but it's not somebody. the people who are. It's not the athletes. It's not the like athletes don't these, care. You know, damn it. <clears throat> right, just for the Wheaties box. They're in the product, like that. You know, all these, all these women that you were just talking about, and they're like, you know, so excited for each other. But at the end of the day, they're going to fly home to their home countries and go work for minimum wage at Home Depot. Because and what's like, so wrong with that? They're going to hold because, this moment in their hearts, like a, this pure, great moment that's going to, they're, they're going to carry to their deathbed, this moment of pure adulation. And they may at some point reach bitterness like I have, where they think, God, that was the only thing I ever did with this fucking just pathetic life that I lived. <laughs> but they will still have that moment, you know? And like, and if you all were like making millions of dollars, A, they wouldn't have celebrated like that together. B, they would have gone home to their loveless marriages and their fucking friends that don't answer their questions honestly i think it's bullshit I, oh I'm see that is like point. somebody is getting somebody's making a shitload of money off this and it's not the athletes and that's a huge problem like well, i pity this is that not, person this is not pure this is not pure competition this is like is. a the capitalist endeavor endeavor and like saying that this is like pure because the people who are like putting on like creating the product that is like driving the 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 money pouring into this event are not getting paid is fucking crazy like the money is irrelevant money never made anybody happy it's that true moment of camaraderie of sportsmanship of of achievement of of reaching your goals setting goals and reaching them why does it have to be for some financial reward why can't i mean it would be nice if they were given like a house or something that they could live in for the rest of their life like maybe we should we should just like give people olympians like basic amenities for the rest of their life like here you can have this house and this car it's like an 87 camry but then when that dies you can have a 30 year old camry of whatever that car dies and like i think that I think that what you're describing, Thomas, is actually like the pure example of the unbridled capitalism that you say that it is against. Because it's like somebody's making a shitload of money and it's not the people who are doing the work. Like well, I think that the people, the people that are- like the athletes aren't getting paid. The people who work at the Olympics, like a shitload of them are uh volunteers also like somebody's making a shitload of money and it's not the people who are doing the work and that's like that's like the purest form of capitalism it's like like somebody's found this business model where they don't have to do any work and everybody does all of this work for free and they just reap all of the profits but and that's like but the kids at home that are watching on the tv they don't see the profits they don't see the guy's no, gold plated helicopter they see to. the athletes they're getting lied to this is a lie this is the olympic lie well but that's that the this lie is like of capitalism is, that exists everywhere like why are you doing anything like why would you why would you do anything if it's just for a paycheck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> as a guy who made a pivot into construction for no reason. <laughs> this is this is the lie of the Olympics, and and it's like, oh, it's this international. First of all, you guys created the Cold War over the Olympics from like 1940 to 1980, right? That was essentially the, the like the argument that the Soviet Union and the United States had for like four, I don't know who's who. That was- I'm obviously Russia. I don't know. You're saying that. <laughs> no, I don't think they are. Not. I think I'm the like, I think I think Sam is Russia because Sam's saying, "Wait, you're this capital children, children." No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that maybe capitalism what? is born on the blood of the workers, and maybe communism oppresses basic fundamental human rights. Well, and then my point is, it's like, well, like, so can't we change the system so that one, like eight people don't get all the money from the Olympics? Does, can't we make it so that it goes to like good causes and charities? Yeah, here's and the thing yeah. about the money from the Olympics is like, nobody knows where the fuck it goes. Like, it's because it all goes the to Olympics, me. The Olympics are like a huge fucking Ponzi scheme because it's like, oh, host country, put all this money into building all of these state of a, a state of the art amenities and like sporting structures that you will never use again yeah what do you, you do with this? the seventy thousand arena like a seventy thousand person arena right next to like a sixty thousand person swimming facility it's yeah like, exactly like, like Greece doesn't know what what the fuck is brazil gonna do with that yeah. it's like right. a favela it's the only right. the countries that have like the, the authoritarian central like governments that have control the money in the country, like China, or control the money in the. Well, I'm hearing myself yeah, turn yeah, back yeah. to me. Is that weird? Yeah, it's really weird. <clears throat> anyway, if you're not Russia or China or the United no, shit's going States, haywire like the here. Olympics. <laughs> Will fuck you. That's anyway, all I'm saying. Russia, uh, well, Putin is really hacking our podcast. We're all experiencing this weird. Yeah, like Putin is hacking our podcast. Who's? Oh, they're trying to bring us down. It's the powers that be. We're too. We're too close to a, a answer to like political harmony. That's what's happening. Who's behind, what the fuck is going on? Who's behind? I think it's me. I'm gonna stop talking. This shit's falling apart. What the fuck is going on? Zoom is cutting us off because we're getting too close to the truth. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. We're getting too close to the truth. Yeah, we, we got too close to the truth. Uh, it's like an X Files exactly. fucking episode out of All right, all right. We got, we got too we're close out. to the truth. We're out. Um, the Rams are gonna win in the Super Bowl. All right, ladies. We're out. We're out. Um, the Rams are gonna win in the Super Bowl. No way, Bengals are gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. This a mess. Okay. Come on, uh, come on the show, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> We're out. Somebody just hacked. Like the Russians are listening to us. We're out. I'm out. I'm calling it, motherfuckers. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Russian is listening to us. I'm out. I'm calling it, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening. Thank you. 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 Th